0: You know, one of the things uh, that I I am passionate about is the whole area of truth and relationship. I, in the first part of my life, I dealt with so much falsehood in my my own self and those around me. And so today we're going to embrace this whole concept that we have a God of truth who calls us to be men of truth. Hi, this is Eric Hurd, and my podcast is called Relationships by the Book. So why that title? Well, I lived 18 years of my life apart from God, apart from His Word. And my family was one of the most dysfunctional families to grow up in and we didn't understand relationships. And when I came to know Christ, it absolutely transformed me from the inside out. And I began to understand God's wisdom because I dug into His Word and I saw how much He had to say about relationships. I've been a pastor now for over 45 years and so this podcast is really an accumulation of the wisdom God's given me in relationships that I want to share with you.
1: All right. Welcome back to the podcast.
0: Oh, Michael, we've been gone way too way long. Too, I think it's been a few months. I think we've been playing around too much. We <laughs> are not being diligent.
1: Yeah, we... Uh, we. Um... We're encouraged because those of you who are listening have made comments and have let us know that you miss us. So thank you for that. And um, so I always like to start
0: with just asking how you're doing, what's going on? Wow. You know, Michael, I I think being where I am at in terms of my age and the season of life, it just could not be any better. And, uh, you know, I, I look at my relationships, they're deep. I look at uh, long-term marriage, 43 years. I look at my friendships. Uh, I look at my family. You know, I think about you and Crystal and uh, the three kids. I think about my, my son and his girlfriend. And You know, and I'm just rich in relationship. It was a friend of mine who said uh, in Kenya, wealth is considered uh, uh, something of about relationship. You know, money comes and goes. Friendships, family—that sticks forever. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing well. When I first met you, Mm -hmm. we went out to dinner
1: at I think it was Panini Cafe, and you said you made a comment. I was just getting to know you, and you're like, "Gosh, I must be the wealthiest man alive." And I remember like never really hearing someone say it like that before, because at the time you were driving kind of an old red Dodge (laughs) truck, and I'd been to your house, and I'm like, you know, you got you made a good life for yourself, but. We live in Newport Beach. There's some wealthy people financially. Yeah, and it clicked that I don't. I I, I think from the first few conversations we've had, I've always care. I've always valued your opinion because mm. you have such a
0: cool perspective. Mm. Thank you. Well, you know, again, it has a lot to do with relationship. I've always had mentors. I've always had men around me that are way smarter than me and so I, I I'm like a vampire I just suck people dry with what they know and, and you know people go man that was that was really wise I go yeah got it from somebody else <laughs> nothing new under the sun. Well, today you
1: want to talk about truth. Yes. I got I to give you a little truth, and hopefully this will just launch us into this conversation. You're not going to
0: confront me. This isn't a confrontation. Is. No, I got to
1: okay. – well, typically you ask me how I'm doing, which I yes. forgot to do today. But,
0: well, because I'm selfish. <laughs> well, th- and normally
1: my response is I'm great, right? I got to be honest. I have been having a rough season. Mm-hmm. It's mostly tied to my business. Yeah. Um, I am like relentlessly optimistic for the most part and lately that's been harder for me to do however I I have found a really cool truth recently Mm. somehow I sleep at night no problem but I have a mountain of financial obstacles to climb through in my life right now but somehow I sleep at night no problem I'm able to disconnect from work and play with my kids and peace from god transcends understanding
0: mm-hmm. and that has been true for me lately yeah well and and not many men can say that because again the natural thing is for us to bear the weight of all the stresses that come and yours because you're in the you know uh, real estate you know space is it it's cyclical but you happen to be in a season in which, you know, just nothing seems to be selling. You know, again, people you are combative. People are, are frustrated. And so you're calling people, cold calling, and it's like they don't want to talk to you. And so you're in a, you're in a, you are in a tough season. But your attitude can take you above it, see? And, and you look again at the wealth you have apart from real estate, and it, 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 there's an equilibrium. In other words, yeah, it's tough at work, but, man, I've got a wife that loves me, kids that adore me. Yeah, you can live with that.
1: Right. Yep. And somehow I lay my head on the pillow and, there, you know, the anxiety fades.
0: Okay, so so let me ask you this. Why do you suppose you're able to sleep well? Because, man, I am a sleeper. I'm professional. Right. When I, when I get horizontal, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you so, are. So so what what do you attribute that to?
1: I attribute it to God. Someone I yeah. once told me that the Hebrew mm-hmm. definition of rest is trusting God, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, that it clicked for me. Yeah, when I when I just I for me to sleep and trust that my kids are going to breathe through the night, no one's going to break into my house. Mm-hmm. I for the only way for me to really let go and fall asleep is I have to trust that God's going to watch over yeah. things. Well, I must, I'm. Out. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, and and a lot of people that don't sleep, they stew over things. And, you know, there's two things that come to my mind about that. Number one is God never sleeps nor slumbers. Okay. Then it also, the scripture says that he works all things according to his will. So, you know, I kind of compare it to right now where uh, Deb and I are doing a remodel in the house. And I love when I'm at work. And I, I know that there's guys at my house who are either putting in new garage doors or you know doing construction or whatever. And I'm not there. I'm at work. But I get home, and all of a sudden they've done some things. that Like we just put a new uh, sliding window in, in our front uh, of the house. And I get home. I didn't do anything. And so when I go to bed at night, I literally take that list in my head, and I give it to God. Mm-hmm. I go, God, you never sleep nor slumber. You take care of this while I go to bed. Right. So so then again, I'm not carrying the weight.
1: Yeah. I'm able to do that in, I can't. you know, sometimes I, that slips away from me. Yeah. I'll catch myself spinning. You know, I'll be driving home in traffic and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was, you know, today was worthless. I didn't yeah. get anything done. I just feel like a failure. <laughs> and by the time I get home, somehow I get over it and I, you know, there's triggers for me yeah. for sure. Walking through the front door for what I can just click and yeah. I'm like, hey, there's my, I mean, my kids are. Toddlers and young children, they're fun. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. They, they don't care. have fun. Yeah, they do not care.
0: <laughs> oh, to be a kid again. Yeah, to bliss. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, it's interesting. There are
0: triggers for me, though. Yeah. Well, and it, what I love about, again, about Scripture and about God's nature is that it isn't, again, uh, rebuke us according to our anxiety. He just tells us what to do with it. You know, he says, cast all your anxieties upon me because I care for you. Well, that metaphor is, is so beautiful because about the time we're trusting God, then we reel it back in, and then we start worrying about it again. We go, oh, oh yeah, I'm giving it to him. And so what I love is God already assumes we're going to take it back, that we're not going <laughs> to fully trust him. And so he says, hey, you keep casting it to me. Why? Because I care for you. Mm-hmm. And, and that, is a, that is a crossing the line event. When you finally realize how much God cares for you, and the thing is, it's in the detail of life. Like that opportunity you have to present something to somebody. You know, like you're selling an apartment building, and you want to do the best you can. But God can open the eyes of that person and see the value of what you're trying to get them to buy or whatever. And so you don't have to carry the weight. Which is beautiful, yeah. But That's, today we are oh. talking about truth.
1: Okay, let's get. Yes, yeah, so we got
0: to get back to truth.
1: <laughs> I think it all fits, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, what did you have in store for us? What do
0: you want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about the fact that I, I am noticing, and I'm not exactly sure, but um, I find, and and you've heard me say this before. I think sometimes Christians are too nice. And, uh, you know, like I have people around me, my bosses included, who I love when I'm given affirmation. Certainly we all want affirmation. I've never met the person that goes, oh, I get too much. So we all like it. But what I love and and the people I trust is when they can give me a rebuke, when they can correct me. Why haven't you? You you should have done. And and I love that they speak straight to me. I don't hear it through somebody else. I hear it from them. Mm. It doesn't come often. But those are people that you trust. And, and I am finding it's a rare quality. Have you experienced that? Yeah,
1: well, I know for me, sometimes there's things that I'll work up in my head before I see someone. I want to tell them the truth. And then when I'm there in person, I can't muster up the courage to deal with that, you know, the consequences of speaking the truth that might be hurtful to someone or hard for them to hear. And I, yeah, I,
0: I, it's easier to be nice, and 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 the, and the problem is, is that that's a level of deceit. You know, like uh, in in Ephesians four twenty five, it says, "Lay aside falsehood, speak truth each one of you with his neighbor," and so it doesn't give us room to live in a false. Uh, idea, you know, where we're, oh, we're fine, we're good, when deep down I might, that, that, that person I'm with, like, one of the things I appreciate about you and Crystal, and my son's a truth teller, is that I can trust that person, and I know that if I've been offensive or been uh, um, cavalier or whatever, that, that I'm going to get called out. Hmm. Now, it's not going to happen often, but I know that it would happen if I was that way. Because I know I'm not perfect. And and so I want to go back to the concept of laying aside faults. It doesn't mean that I speak everything that's on my mind. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) We know people that do that, right? Well, yeah. And what we call that is brutal honesty. And and, um, uh, a guy that I used to work for, I deeply respect not just a guy, but Chuck Swindoll. um, When it came to the truth, that guy was razor sharp. And, uh, and there was no, no room for falsehood. And, uh, and, and that's what I loved, again, about working for a leader like that. He modeled it. But he used to say about brutal honesty, I don't like people that say, hey, can I tell you, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. And he goes, no, 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 because you love the brutality more than the honesty. Mm. And I went, whoa, that is so true.
1: Wow. Yeah, the lines get blurred sometimes when we need to speak up about something. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to define this, but, uh, you know, there's, there's sometimes we want to give our opinion and other times we want to give the truth, right? Right. You know, we talk, you know, oh, I feel this way or that way, or I, I'm trying to think of a scenario where I, you know, needed to hear the truth or maybe tell the truth to somebody it's, I don't. Know, I'm not coming up with a story necessarily, yeah. but you know what I mean. There's, um, there's a blurred line when we. Something needs to be said, or we feel
0: like you know we'll feel better because we said it. Yes. Right. But you know, if 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 again, I think you you uh, there's a delineation between uh, in terms of what you just said. If the truth is about protecting me or making me feel better, I don't like that. If, it, if it's about strengthening a relationship it's about benefiting the other person that needs to hear the truth right then then by all means do that and and again uh brutal honesty is about the person sharing the brutality mm-hmm. it's not about bettering the relationship and uh, that's and the key right there it is because when we sometimes we, if we're nice it's
1: to protect a relationship it's to build a relationship right there is value to being kind yeah but there are times to to build and protect a relationship yeah it may not
0: be so friendly yeah well i, I think i told you about this one time and and, and just i was so um Caught off guard, I was uh, leading a men's study, and um, there's a, a portion of Philippians where Paul talks about his his pedigree, what he grew up in, and he was you know a Pharisee of the Pharisees, tribe you know Benjamin, you know he he studied under Gamaliel, you know as to the law he was blameless. So he he talked about his pedigree, and then he says, and I count that but rubbish compared to the greater or surpassing knowledge of knowing Jesus, and but the word rubbish there. Is, is literally it's it's dung and and there's you know a word in the English language that we can use and poop yeah but you can go even further okay and farmers <laughs> will use it because it's it's a descriptive phrase okay well I remember I was joking and I used the s word okay gotcha. and uh, and you know I got a cheap laugh which every pastor's knows the cheap laughs and so after the study a guy comes up to me he goes hey can I share with you something that it just kind of bothered me today. I said, absolutely. He said, you know what? I just really felt you're, you're using the word, the S word, and, and you just did it for humor's sake was really, it, 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 it was below you. He goes, I would expect better from you. Now I hardly know this guy and it caught me. And I looked at him. I said, you know what? Thank you. I said, thanks for calling me out. And, uh, and he goes, absolutely. He goes, I hesitated. And I go, that's what I mean. You hesitated because you didn't want to offend me. But but you so much wanted me to know the truth that what I had done was offensive. And I go, my guess is there were other guys that were offended. Sure. But I went for the cheap laugh. And and so that's the kind of truth I wished more Christians lived with. Mm. Like and, and here's the thing is, is in today's culture... Um, sometimes we think truth is, is like character assassination. Like we still live in a very uh, conflicting culture, mm-hmm. you know, where everybody has their truth, everybody is, you know, has their position, their opinions, and all that. And what they will oftentimes do is go to character assassination. Like, are you stupid? Why would you believe? And, 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 and so all of a sudden, it's dangerous to speak the truth. Because we don't stick to our, our 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 feelings, our convictions, or whatever it might be, like um, you know, again, uh, there's some deeply held things that I have in my life, and then there's some some that are just they're they're minimal. But either way, I want to speak the truth about it, and and so I might be able to give my opinion. But if somebody starts to get agitated or angry or whatever. Uh, And I'll go, hey, I'm just sharing with you my vantage point. That's all. Mm -hmm. You can disagree with me. But we jump to character assassination.
1: You know what I've had a hard time with? Because I I value truth-telling, and Mm -hmm. I want to be a truth-teller. But sometimes I have a really hard time with timing. Mm. Because maybe I'll feel like I'll go into a situation where I'm prepared to tell the truth. But then I choose not to because I feel like the timing's not right, and then it no.
0: lingers, and then it never happens. Ah, okay. And 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 then you gotta you gotta weigh what is. Why did it linger? Was there fear accompanying me? Yeah, the you risk
1: know? of blowing up or whatever, or discomfort, whatever. Well, yeah. And
0: and and for me as a pastor, um, I'm regularly involved in dealing with people's sin, their brokenness, their bad choices. And again, I'm not. I don't believe I'm judgmental because whatever sin is in somebody else is in me to one degree or another. Right. So if you keep that in mind, then you know, like uh, if you if you go again to a verse that we've talked about in, in this you know relationships by the book, is Galatians six one, and it says if you find a brother who is in sin, you who are spiritual, which again it doesn't mean you're perfect, it just means you're walking with Jesus. You who are spiritual confront such a brother in the spirit of gentleness and humility. Mm-hmm. And and how do you get to gentleness and humility? It's the recognition of your own brokenness. And secondly, that, that hey, you can't judge that person. And so then you come at them and say, hey, could I share with you something that it, it's been bugging me for a while, and and maybe we could just talk about it and figure this out. If you come like that to somebody... Are they going to go, no? No. Now, unless you've really offended them or something. But by and large, I've never had somebody where I've said, hey, could I share something with you that you may not be aware of?
1: Yeah, and someone that really values a relationship is probably going to stop what they're doing and listen. Because you you really just created an opportunity for a real conversation when you ask that question. And a a truth teller will probably say, you know what? I'm distracted right now. Or, you know, let's do it. At this other time, right? Okay. Because we've talked about scheduling conversations. Okay.
0: So, 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 what gives you that right to speak the truth? Now, I'm going to have you do. I'm going to do a little experiment here. Okay. Okay. Name just first names. Five people that if they came to you and they had struggled and maybe were a little frustrated with you, that you would you would lean in. Name five people. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. I mean, my wife,
1: my coworkers, you. Uh, my best buddies, you know, I got Emmy and Brian and Anthony. And I work with Jason here.
0: Because what have, we, what have we earned? Trust. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. You know, like uh, there's a, there's a uh, Proverb uh, 1222 that says, lying lips are an abomination of the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. People that act faithfully gain your trust because you know they're for you, and they would, and and it's hard for them to point something out, and so there are people that I can envision, and I've had some people come at me and just say, you know, I I'm disappointed that you, and I go, you know what? Thank you so much for saying that. I don't like to let you down, and and but but see, they earned my trust, you know. Now, if it was somebody like this guy that came up and confronted me about the use of the S word. Um, it was just a fact of the way he did it, but there are people that I, I would absolutely have no problem confronting me because mm. they've earned my trust. And see that's the when you have that reciprocal kind of thing, mm. man that that's that's a group of people that that you thrive with and and, and, and again, you feel safe with because you know they have your best at, in, in mind. Yeah I think if if I'm approached with that, for the most
1: part no matter who it is I probably do lean in but how I value what they say yeah. has a lot to do with trust.
0: Oh you bet. And and again when you think of your growth points in life it's usually come through difficulty or people pointing something out. Right. So so I I'm going to reverse this uh, interview. I'm going to ask you why do you suppose it's so easy as as Christians to 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 uh project falsehoods
1: gosh that's a uh, well i think there's um there's safety in in kindness right yeah. and, i mean my my wife and i love the concept of being peacemakers mm-hmm. we we thrive in that space we right. do and we've we've been successful at it yeah. i mean how many family vacations have we gone on where you know we we've kind of confided in each other and we we got through some drama or whatever um you know crystal and i did youth ministry there's always some yeah. drama in high school kids and we love being peacemakers it feels great and so sometimes there's this slippery blurred line where peacemaker and speaking the truth speaking the truth <laughs> yeah can be challenging so um i think we slip into that mm. and if we don't create drama, it's less risk.
0: It's more comfortable, right? It's, yeah, yeah. So, I, I yeah, I think there's the risk of speaking the truth. I think it's you know sometimes you know you you fall prey to uh, covering yourself. If you've done something wrong, say it. Yeah. And like the Bible says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you might be healed. There's a healing element when we when we are honest with people. That hey, I didn't come through on that on that thing you asked me to do, or you know, I really I, I said I was going to give you a call and I didn't call you. So, I I don't know that I can think back of anybody where I confess where they went. Well, you still disappointed me. Where mm-hmm. they don't go. Hey, it's all right, because. You, you kind of set people at ease when you own something. Yeah. You know, like, like one of the things I think it's easy as a parent is that you want your kids' respect. And is it right for a parent to own when they screwed up? Absolutely. Yeah. But you'd be surprised how many parents for fear that their kids will lose respect when it's just the opposite. Because they see was normal or healthy when you're able to say, you know what, that was inappropriate, or dad, dad lost his temper, and, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I corrected you wrong, and or I corrected the wrong kid or whatever it may be.
1: I found in talking to some people about their, like I'm in parenting now, and you know, three kids, we're still in the young ages, but I love talking to dads that are further along than me, yeah. and. And and um I'm just couples. Crystal and I will talk to different couples about it. And what's interesting is I I'll, I'll hear people say like, Oh, you know, we've never we, we've never done that. We we don't we don't do that or whatever. They kinda of develop these barriers or standards within their home. Mm-hmm. Um actually I was just talking to a friend of mine about talking to her brother and she's like, Oh no, we don't talk like that.
0: Mm.
1: And you know, that's just that's not our how we communicate. And What's interesting is I love breaking down barriers. Yeah. I kind of like get excited to do that. But some people really aren't interested in breaking down barriers. Mm-hmm. So to be a, a parent that's maybe never apologized to their kid because they just don't feel like that's an appropriate thing for a parent to do, you know, to take that risk and do it for the first time. Yeah. Right? That That's an interesting space
0: to... But again, if you want to earn people's respect, you put it out there. You put it out there. Yeah. Even
1: if it's you've never done it.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, because, again, uh, without risk, there's no reward. Right. You know, and, and, and the people, again, you look back and you most respect are the people that took risk with you. Yeah. Yeah, who were willing to give you un, uh, unsolicited counsel. In other words, they're w- willing to speak into something that they see. Because, again, going back to that Jahari window, we all have blindness Either things that we don't see but other people do, or things we don't see and other people don't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. most people would not see in me that you know um, I'm a recovering perfectionist. You know, <laughs> love that. Yeah, and uh, is that I can move at perfection like that, and you know, and but what I love is is that I can't hoist that on other people, whether it's my wife, my kids, whatever it may be. And what I like is when people will call me out if I start to go that way. Yeah. So, so this thing of truth is not a small thing to God. I mean, you know, uh, when you think about the nature of God, why do you trust him so much?
1: He's faithful.
0: Yeah, he's truthful. Yeah. It, there's not a—you look at the Bible, he doesn't lie. You, you look at how he moves it, he doesn't. He comes through every time. may not be in the timing you're thinking, but he is trustworthy. Right. And, uh, and, but there's no one else like him. Because you never have to question. Like, I've never seen where it's it's an actual promise that God hasn't come through. All right. I was reading in
1: uh, Psalms. I forget which one it was, but uh, I believe David wrote this section. It says, I was young, and now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. Was like In his experience, yep. if he looks back, the people who are righteous— God is faithful to them, right? And it, obviously times are different now that we have Christ. Yes. But I just thought that was a really cool perspective of something we can hold on to because we, can, we can't see the future, but we can look back on what's happened in our lives. And...
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, something that's jar, kind of going in my head right now is, you know, I do a lot of memorials. And, uh, and oftentimes I get to see the person before they pass. And uh, in this one gentleman's case, um, he was dying of cancer. And uh, he shared with me something um, that—because, you know, um, many people, you live with certain regrets. You know, I wished I would have learned this earlier in life. And one of the things he shared with me, he says, I wished I would have learned earlier in life not to care so much about what people think. Mm. And I I go, why is that? He goes, because I cared too much to the point where I fabricated accomplishments— I covered my behind when I did wrong. And he goes, I don't think I was as truthful as I was later on in life. He goes, I'm really glad, glad that God got a hold of me. And I became a truth teller. And he goes, it deepened my relationships with everybody around me. Because, I, I, you know, by the way, when you get older, usually, and it is certainly true in my own life, I really don't care what a lot of people think about me.
1: Wow. No, that you, is a you. tough one for me. Lately, so I'm, I'm having a tough season of business. For the last 10 years, it's been fantastic. I jumped into real estate in 2013, and from the day I got in, the business just got better and easier, and I made more and more money every year. And now that this year might not compare to last year as well or the year before, I um, that's hard for me to admit it's hard if i wasn't able to afford the lifestyle that i've had for the past 10 years or so that you know i don't want people to know that about me because it i don't well it's you know, if it, there's a lot to that but that's a hard space i find myself slipping into that space you know when i'm one on one with someone i trust yeah. i can talk about it openly right. no problem but in the general view of who i am i want people to see me as a
0: successful person yeah well because, well and uh, again, without falsehood, you have to present your your capability. And so, if if people find out, man, this guy hasn't sold something in nine months, you know, it's like, well, can he sell my building? Right. You know, can he buy my building? Yeah. And so, so there's. A, there, by the way, when it comes to truth, there's proper levels of disclosure. So you 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 already said one for the people closest to me. I'm gonna be very honest with them. Yeah. But I don't think it's wise to go. Hey, by the way, look at me. Look what I'm not doing. Yeah. Because you're not in charge of the circumstances. So, so I think there's a difference between the the thing of who needs to know and right. what they need to know. Yeah. And you know, because I don't think you just willy-nilly throw throw things out there. You've got a reputation to keep, and again, not in falsehood. I mean, if somebody were direct with you, hey, when's the last time you sold a building, and you told them and say. It's been a tough season, but I'm still here and I'm still working. And that's the truth. Yeah, but but again, there's proper levels of disclosure. Not everybody needs to know everything.
1: Right. Yeah. Then that that comes with just wisdom in in a relationship with God and, and years of
0: practice. Right. Yeah. Well, and 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 I I'd, I'd say I'd like to end this podcast with this: is that really weigh um, who are the people that matter most to you, and uh, and be careful of telling people what they want to hear versus speaking the truth and uh, and again uh, it's not truth to everybody it's truth to the people that matter mm. and uh, because what do you have if you don't have truth you don't have trust mm. and trust goes a long way now mm. yeah. That's cool. All
1: right. Well, so glad we did this. Hope to get back in here again soon. Ooh. Well,
0: I'd I'm, I'm, really like to do a series, and it kind of came uh, out of a Bible study I was leading with uh, a couples group. And we were talking about these areas of bad habits or strongholds that really um, inhibit relationship. So I want to talk about strongholds and how you overcome them, because each stronghold is uniquely different in how you move at it.
1: All right. That sounds fun. Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you, and we'll catch you next time. Absolutely.